Hello there, and welcome to Gooner U, where there are no degrees because the learning never stops. I'm Dove, a TA here at Gooner U, and my friend Keith is our stalwart distinguished professor of Arsenal and Football Studies. This week featured our 21st and 22nd Premier League matches of a season away at the city ground against Nottingham Forest and home against Liverpool. Hello, Keith. Give me one second while I take this off so I can actually put my headphones back on and start hearing you. You know, I didn't realize this was the kind of show where to be saying things like, give me a moment while I take this off. The best part is you don't, you don't hear any of this until later. Um, there he is. Uh, there I am. And there he is. How's <laughs> it going? Helps. How's it going? I, I, I mean, I have, I have a number of comments to make. I think the best one is that you're about to be uh, criticized for excessive celebration because that's obviously the goggles to protect your eyes from the champagne we shot off for beating <laughs> Liverpool. What else could it be? Um, <laughs> Or I'm just excited to know that now I'll always be in front of your face. Because I assume you're just watching this show on repeat, right? That's what's in <laughs> Well, no one will ever know. It's private to me. <laughs> That's, yeah, which is, it's better it stays that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... And playing around with that, we have some uh, soccer-related news having to do with Vision Pro, but we'll probably keep that for the after show. It's not really news. It's kind of my own experience and some some interesting things mm-hmm. there. Um, but meanwhile, uh, a quick update to our faithful listeners. Um, you may recall in many past episodes, we've been trying to get you to sign up as a super fan. And well... Uh, we take all feedback into account when making these decisions, but we have decided that we are going to at least temporarily postpone, uh, suspend superfan subscriptions. So we will make sure that we give all subscribers double their money back. And uh, hopefully that makes it right uh, for the lack of bonus content that is going to be coming your way going forward. <laughs> So the post we'd also show, we, like to add, yeah. yeah we'd also like to add though if you want to keep sending us money we will accept it we will accept that's it and actually I couldn't turn it off <laughs> so that's our we, pro- that's our promise to you yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate it even more now because we are promising absolutely nothing in return for it so uh, yeah uh, we plan to keep on doing the post show because that's fun and I know we talk about some things that our listeners like hearing about during the post show like when we did the one that. The one previous one that wasn't behind the paywall, and they're all going to be uh, no longer behind the paywall. So um, a little bit of follow up uh, last time, not last week, because last week we were off. But last time we recorded, uh, you believed that the nickname of India's national team is the Blue Tigers. And I confirmed you were correct. Of course, Professor Wikipedia has a page for that, and uh, it is called the List of National Association Football Teams by Nickname. (laughs) So there's going to be a link in the show notes. Anyone who wants to check that out and kill some time (laughs) with all the crazy nicknames that some of these teams have. A a page I I didn't even realize I needed in my life until (laughs) until right now. (laughs) So, yeah, ours is a little boring. But, you know, what What can you do? <laughs> USMNT, I think, is one of the two of them. And I forget. I think the Yankees is the other yeah, one. Or something. Yanks. Yanks. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. which goes over really well in certain parts of the country. I'm sure you oh, can Boston imagine. loves that. Yeah. Well, actually, more, especially more <laughs> in states like Texas, where I live. They love being called. Right. Yeah. Do that all the time. They love that. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And it's just fun to me that the sport is so widely watched and appreciated that someone would make that page <laughs> and and so colorful too <laughs> so uh what else has happened in the last uh, couple weeks you know you, you you take a week off and just Things happen. Everyone gets uh, solutions of grandeur. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I'm about to say, we're, part of this conversation includes FIFA, where delusions of grandeur are included. For no extra, at, I should say no extra charge. It's FIFA. There's always an upcharge. Um, so, yeah, the, the big one from, from the previous games, I think, was that um, Gabriel got a brace. He got a second goal against Palace. Turns out, this was new to me, by the way, you can appeal goals or own goals in this case. And Mm. Arsenal apparently launched an appeal and the league reviewed the video and said, no, that count, that should be a goal for Gabriel. And so he now has, well, I guess prior to uh, last Tuesday has the same number of goals this season as Gabriel Jesus. (laughs) Right. 
which actually says a lot more about Jesus, but we'll talk about him later. Um, unfortunately, yeah. But <laughs> well, no, well, both, both fortunately and unfortunately, he broke the tie on Tuesday. That is your teaser. Um, mm. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, apparently, again, you can appeal goals. I, like, I know you can appeal cards, and obviously because of the penalty attached to them, that's an important thing. And we've seen cards rescinded uh, and and occasionally retroactively given. Uh, but I've never heard about a goal like that. So, cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you say, so you can appeal goals, what mm-hmm. aspects of the goal? So, obviously, attribution of the yeah. goal. Is that's, there that's any the other only- aspect? Yeah. No, that's the only thing that because it's the only thing that would matter, and and in the case of, of the only yeah, thing that would matter without changing the result of the match, without changing the result of the match, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if if it was one of those where it was scored a goal and shouldn't have counted for whatever reason, the most you'd get is an apology from right. from the league, which you know Arsenal's received a couple of those recently, um, not for <laughs> goals per se, but um, mm. but yeah, I, I, and and you know, there's a lot of benefit to that. Certainly, from the perspective of the club, you know it's a it's a way to stay good with your players. You know, we we try to get this for you, and I don't know that Gabriel necessarily, as a defender, has like contracts incentives for a number of goals, but it looks good to be able to say he scored three goals, you know, and and have had a two goal game, and for Arsenal to say yes, we want everyone to know that you had a two goal game and that it right. officially counts. So you know, there's a ben- there's a you know a soft a, a soft appeal to that within the you know in terms of. Uh, the keeping the club, or at the very least, they could turn around and say, "Well, at least we asked." But then they got right. a yes, so good right. for that, you know. Yeah, it's good. Is it inappropriate to say that they went to bat for him? Is there a more soccer <laughs> pertinent <laughs> phrase for that? Uh, no, I'm going to go with it. We're going to go with it. We're going to roll with that one today. Um, yeah, of course, that was the biggest news involving anything around Arsenal, period. Not, you know, <laughs> Obviously, nothing connected to, oh, wait, that's right, I'm sorry, uh, Jurgen Klopp is going to leave Liverpool. Um, right. Which, which we wouldn't have talked about last week, because I'm pretty sure, I don't remember the exact date it was all announced, but I'm pretty sure it was after we would have theoretically recorded, but didn't because of the timing of the games. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. He's, yeah, big he's, news. Yeah, he's, he's been... Uh, He's a very he's a very good manager. He was a very good manager before Liverpool. He's been obviously a great manager at Liverpool. Well, right, they're um, in the middle of such a phenomenal season. This is like getting rid of Mikel Arteta around this time last year. It's I, what's yeah. going on there. Um, yeah, Klopp is a is an emotional manager, as we've seen. You know, every manager is a little emotional in terms of how they process the game. It's an emotional game. Uh, is in a high pressure environment at Liverpool. They've won a lot. That's going to take a lot out of anybody. And I think he's a guy who just as he, I think he, I don't remember if he exactly used the phrase recharge his batteries, but that's essentially what he's planning on doing. And with a club like Liverpool, it's not as if he can just step away and say, "Oh, I'll be back in a year." You know, Liverpool's going to want to find somebody to take his place. And so I think his the idea of him stepping down, um, I think also it helps them in the prospect of lining up a successor. You know, because it, it's one of those, like, it's not as if they can start making back-channel calls and say, hey, would you like to take over Liverpool next year? We can't tell you why, but Klopp's going to be gone. So he might as well just come out and say it. And, you know, again, for them, they're they're still, they're in the final of the Carabao Cup. They're still alive in the FA Cup. Uh, they, they're one of the favorites in the Europa League, and they're currently top of the table. I mean, the, the quadruple mm. is still very much on the table for Liverpool. Um, not quite the full quadruple because it's Europa League, not Champions League. But still, like, right. that's a lot of potential winning and who knows maybe that's enough of a little bit of a an emotional boost to, to carry them over the top um and send him off uh you know send him off properly so um yeah it, it'll be curious to see what kind of impact that has um there'll be plenty of time to talk about his legacy and everything and then who knows he may take a year off and then decide to go back into management um there are rumors about the germany job being open after the European Championships this summer, which would be, you know, the, he would be able to take over in enough time to lead them through qualification and then the World Cup, which would mm-hmm. not be, uh, he certainly seems capable of doing. So um, I don't know. It would be curious to see what comes next for him. Now, obviously, we saw him in the match yesterday. He's finishing out the season. Yes, yes, he will okay. stay for the remain. He said he will leave at the end of the season. Right. Um, he's okay. not. Yeah, he's not quitting. If he was quitting right now, it would be because something was wrong. But right. He's, exactly. He's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. He is. He will stay out the rest of the season, however long that goes to. Okay. Cool. Um. So, what's going on in the rest of the world? 
A couple of big doings. Uh, Obviously, we've talked about the uh, two uh, continental championships. First, an update on the Asian Cup, um, the Blue Tigers. (laughs) Now we're sure of that. Um, Lost all three games by a combined score of 6-0. Oh, man. Uh, So they were knocked out of the tournament, which isn't a huge surprise. I guess a little disappointed to be finished behind Syria, but... uh, you know, certainly they they were they were done and dusted. Uh, Japan had an underwhelming performance as we talked about their loss to Iraq. They did beat Indonesia in the final game, and then in the knockout stages beat Bahrain, and then in the quarterfinals were beaten by Iran, which is not a major upset. Iran is another one of the better teams in Asia, um, but Japan is out as of this weekend, which does mean that. Uh, Tomiyasu's back. Um, he, he'll be back. He's back with Arsenal. There were I saw a rumor of a story about he might be signing an extension, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's back with us uh, as well as a couple other key Japanese players throughout the league. And uh, the semifinals for the for the Asian Cup start t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, one is uh, Iran Qatar, the hosts hmm. in one semifinal. The other one is Jordan's and South Korea. So. Hmm. Uh, we'll be we'll be interested to see how that tournament finishes up. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, of course, should we just jump to Africa to the Cup of Nations? Why not? All right, to Afcon we go. Um, Egypt had an underwhelming tournament. They drew all three of their group stage games, and then were knocked out in the round of thirty-two by the Democratic Republic of the Congo. A one-one draw that went to penalties. Uh, won 8-7 by the Democratic Republic of the <laughs> Congo, which included apparently the goalkeeper for Congo scoring the what ended up being the winning goal. I wow. don't know if he was the first or second shooter in that round. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they lost 8-7 on penalties. Uh, so Idris was out. Um, so El Nani's back with Arsenal. Um, I, I didn't see, I didn't recall seeing if he was on the bench on Saturday, but he'll yeah, be back, either. on Sunday, but he'll be back. He's He is back with Arsenal. Um, meanwhile, South Africa, second in their group, um, did get a win over Namibia, Namibia and a draw with Tunisia. And since then, in the round of 16, they beat Morocco, World Cup darlings Morocco 2-0, World Cup semifinalists Morocco 2-0, and then mm-hmm. on penalties 2-1 over Cape Verde, which means they're in the semifinals, uh, which are both be on Wednesday. They're going to play Nigeria, and then the other semifinal is the Democratic Republic of the Congo against the host nation, Ivory Coast. And both of those games will be on Wednesday. The finals for both of them are scheduled for February 11th. Um, no, I'm sorry. The that is the Asian the Asian Cup is on the 10th on Saturday, and then the 11th is I'm looking at the calendar. Yes, the 11th on Sunday is the African Cup of Nations that final. So cool. Those tournaments are are rapidly coming to a to a conclusion. The business end, as they say. All right. Nice. Um. So, easing our way into the week's matches, um, something I wanted to ask you about, it occurred to me earlier in the Nottingham Forest match, and then really became relevant when I heard the commentators talking about this subject. How is Matt Turner doing for them? Um, it, It sounded like maybe not that great. Yeah, that's the general gist of it, as far as I can tell. It's not been good for him. Um... Yeah, it's not been good. Uh, it, it, the, the fascinating thing about all of this is, for years, the one position of strength for the U.S. was always our keepers. We always had really good keepers, and that goes back Tony Miola in the '90s. We and then in between, we had a, bu- a couple of guys who spent time in the Premier League: Marcus Hahnemann, uh, Tim Howard, um, Brad Friedel. Uh, we had a number of guys who played at a high le- played in the Premier League. Brad Buzan was in the Premier League for a while, so we've had those guys. And we don't have him right now. I mean, Turner's the starter, and he's struggling at a at a Forest team that's kind of hanging on above the relegation zone. Uh, Zach Steffen, who is the sort of the believed to be starter before Turner, is uh, struggling somewhere in the, in I think the Championship. Uh, we have a couple young guys who maybe, but it's you know it's it's going to be a while. It might be hard to see where they go. So it's it, it's interesting that it feels like a bit of a weakness for us uh, at this time. But yeah, so far. So far, apparently not great is is the word for Turner's performance with in in Nottingham. Now, am I remembering wrong? Is he on loan to Nottingham Forest? Um, I don't remember. 
Okay. I, I don't remember the te- technically if he was if he was sold um, or not. I mean, I I don't think. I mean, I think if it's a loan, it's I it, it like it's a loan with the understanding that he'll just, like next year he'll just be loaned out again. Like I, I okay. he is not going to he he is not going to play. It is it would be it would take a, a wild set of circumstances for him to play for Arsenal okay. uh, again, which I think was the point. You know, he's not. I don't think he's the quality of a keeper to get himself into. Uh, yeah, he's not the quality of a keeper who's going to be a starter on a Premier League title contender. Um, yeah. And so the, the move to Arsenal was in a lot of ways time to get him in Europe, which would make him much e- make it easier for him to transfer to um, to transfer out. Uh, in this case, to um, in this case to Nottingham. Okay, so so referring to him as our keeper, it's kind of like a, as an alum of Arsenal. A for, yeah, a former program. Arsenal yeah. man. Yeah, that was a that was a tra- that was a tran- a permanent transfer. I was looking up. Pizza, that was a transfer. okay. Okay, so he was sold for ten million, which isn't bad. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, so let's move on. We've certainly got plenty of uh, match to talk about between Forest and Liverpool. Let's try and maybe make a quick work as possible as we can of the Nottingham Forks. I know there's a lot to talk about with the Liverpool match. So, so this was our 21st match of the season. This was uh, November or not? No, geez, what am I thinking? January 30th. <laughs> I'm good with the year now. It's the month yeah. that, that I need to catch up on. Um, so January 30th of 2024, um, we ended up winning 2-1. It, it kind of got a little more tense at the end, a little bit. It felt like it at least at times, but we, this is a game we're pretty much on top of most of the time. It felt yeah. Like, right? So, well, so can, full confession, I did not actually watch the first half. <laughs> um... I actually turned it on in the second half, not long before Jesus scored. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything everything I saw said we were we were basically on the front foot, which isn't a surprise. Um, you know, Forest, as we said, is kind of kind of hanging on above relegation. Like they're not they're not going anywhere. They're probably they're probably staying up. Uh, the definitely teams that are worse than them below them, but. Um, you know, it sounds like we we did that thing where we just spend most of the game camped out in the opposition box. Only this time we were able to to break through in Jesus. Um, you know, again from a pretty tough angle and a goal that that Matt Turner's going to want back. Um, yeah, that wasn't you know that was. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, I'm excited, but also as a U.S. fan, I'm like, oh, that was <laughs> not that was not good. Uh, yeah. It was not good <laughs> from Turner, but yeah. But then we, but then we, you know, what, that means they have to push. They need a goal, and what happens? You know, what five, six minutes later, Arsenal break. Saka finishes two nil. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, until. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was that was a little disappointing when they managed to claw one back. Yeah, I, I, I want to, he's a nice player. Um, he's yeah. a good player. He's had some good moments. I mean, yeah, got a little nervy there. And now, I mean, obviously, 2 0 is the most dangerous lead in soccer, at least for Arsenal. Um, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, we understand the nerviness. But overall, I thought they actually handled it fairly well. I mean, sure, they had the late corner, uh, but, you know, Raya did, you know, Raya took care of it without much, uh, really without much fuss, I thought. Um, overall, we did. We did well to finish to see out the game, and you know this is one. I said we're going to talk. You know, you want to talk quickly about Forest, and and that's fine in part because really to me the story is City Ground has been a place we have struggled. I think we had lost like our last three games there. I, yeah, you I know, think that's what they said. Yeah, in the in the league, and then there was an FA Cup one the year before they got promoted. I mean, I'm inclined to just say a win's a win, especially at the, especially on the road, a place we've struggled, and at this point in the season, you know, we needed something to sort of get ourselves back on track. January mm-hmm. has been a very light month for Arsenal, but obviously with the, with the Liverpool loss and the cup, um, you know, I'm trying to pull up a schedule here so I can remind myself. We led. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had the, the, the palace win was nice. We had the, actually, yeah, there was a, you know, it was the last time we played. We've only, we've only played three games in the month of January. One of them was the FA cup loss to Liverpool and we handled palace and then sort of squeak, you know, held on against Forrest. So, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it feels a little more portentous at this point because not just because of what was coming, Liverpool, but also because of just how little we had played. And so you kind of like early in the season, how you grab onto and read so much into those early results. 
I think there was a little bit of play here. Um, yeah. You know, I don't want to overanalyze a game we won. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and, and especially the one goal that they did, I think maybe that could be the surprising thing is that it felt closer times than it should have been. That goal that they got, which is what led to the stoppage time feeling kind of tense and full of pressure, that was just like perfect circumstance on their part. It was really luck. Like they had a ball that just happened to bounce right behind him, like right in the exact spot that he was able to get it in, basically. Like it, it I think it, clearly it's not entirely luck clearly there is an element of skill too but it was it was a lot of luck (laughs) that that helped it along yeah i mean and and i think there's also again credit to the player for for amonii for for finishing the chance you know it Mm -hmm. wasn't just that it it came to him you know some there's you know there's i mean can we really say anything after the little bit of fortune we got on jesus's finish you know these things happen yeah we needed a goal. We needed the goals. We got the goals. Yeah, they they pulled one back, but overall we played really well. Oh, yeah. uh, certainly, I saw in the second half we were playing well. Um, you know, we I, by accounts we we did very well in the first half. Um, you know, again, it, and it's a Tuesday night, which I don't know. I guess if it had been a Champions League game, you know, Tuesday nights, yeah. Right. But then you look right. and, go, and it's playing and it's at Forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. But but yeah, it's a, it's a game, and again we. We needed. We're now. That was now two. We had. We had. You know. Remember before Forest was those two games right at the end of end of December that we lost in the league. So it was good that we. It's good to, to not just beat Palace, but then turn around and win another road game, especially with the ten days off. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm. I'm up for continuing to Liverpool. Uh, do you want to? talk about something else for a minute first i think we should <laughs> so of course i'm referring to liquid iv um winter is a little bit slower in my family for sports but we've got some activity going on in gyms uh, we just had our first baseball clinic and we've got a lacrosse clinic uh, no indoor soccer for us but uh that's just around the corner with soccer and baseball coming up for the spring seasons and what do i do when i'm out there coaching and i get all sweaty and need to be rehydrated I pour a stick of liquid IV into my bottle of water and feel much better. Uh, what is liquid IV, you ask? Well, liquid IV, of course, is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, and when we say stick, it's a packet that is stick-shaped, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than with water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it is also made with premium ingredients. Um, I love for me that it has no aftertaste and it's super convenient. You don't need to bring a big bottle of something to drink. You take the water that you'd have with you anyways and grab the stick, which travels well because it doesn't need to be refrigerated. And you just pour it into water that you find wherever that's already cold. And it's great. Um, I've got a new flavor that I'm waiting to try out for my uh, my next occasion. I'll update you more once I taste that. Uh, if that sounds good to you. You can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Gooner at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Gooner at liquidiv.com. That's G-O-O-N-E-R. There is no U in Gooner. There's also a link in our show notes for or our description to make it easier. So, Liverpool. Yeah, going to need to be good and lubricated for this one. Um, <laughs> first off, first off, I think it's fair to say... We were really good, and we deserve to win. Yeah, we'll have a lot to say about the goals, I think. Yeah, but but we were the better team throughout the course of the game, and yeah, we were the better team throughout the course of the game. Here, we were the better team against them in the for much of the FA Cup game, in spite of our inability to finish. And frankly, we played them pretty evenly up at Anfield. And this is the team that's sitting top of the table, deservedly sitting right. top of the table. Right. Um. You know. We, we are unbeaten against the so-called big six. I know people who were a little bothered at the end of December about where we were and, you know, about losing those two games. I know people are, you know, we're not quite where we were this year. This is a really, really good team. Like mm-hmm. let's, yeah, the Arsenal this year has a very good team. We should, it's easy to get caught in the, in the day to day, but take a step back. 
we're a real, we're good. We're very good. And we're oh, yeah. in the title race. Oh, yeah, no, and when you look at the buildup that led to some of the goals, I mean, you just see that we were in top form yesterday, mm-hmm. right? Like, so just some of those ping-pong passes that led to the one breakaway that was, I think it was the first goal. Uh, it was just beautiful. It was just, like, well-played ball, and it was it was great. Yeah, and I think some of that also is, it, you know, how many times this year have we talked about, well, they, the opposition decided to sit back and park the bus or bunker down or put 10 men behind the ball. Liverpool's not going to do that. Liverpool no, is a no. Liverpool is one of those teams that comes in expects to play on the front foot. That's what they do. And you saw they actually they actually led the possession battle. They want they had possession throughout the game, but you saw in a lot of cases they sort of were passing around the back trying to find ways forward, and then they give it away. I mean, you know, I said we're good. Liverpool were not good. Uh, this is now on Monday. They were not good yesterday. They 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 made a, a lot of mistakes. They had a lot of difficulties. I, they were dealing with some injuries, but so are we. Thomas Party is still out and pre- apparently is going to be out longer. Even mm. uh, we know Tomiyasu had just come back from Asian Cup. Um, you know, the, we mentioned that sort of hinted at this earlier. Gabriel Jesus missed this one uh, with a, uh, you know, I guess he had a, a minor thing. Um, you know, we're, we're, we know Timber's been out the whole year, Fabio Vieira. So we're missing a lot of important players for our, our starters and our depth as well. Um, they were poor, and that's going to happen. And obviously for them, it's a little disappointing that it happened. And then, you know, the goal at the beginning, I don't know. Obviously, like, does it bother you at all that Kai Havertz's shot attempt was saved? Obviously, the rebound goes to Saka. He buries it, and, and you know, thank you very much, 1-0. But, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I, there, there's a Kai Havertz is a player about whom there is discourse, which is, is interesting. But I, what did you think about Havertz's initial chance before Saka, you know, actually got the goal? It all happened so fast, and by the time I was able to think about it, I was elated at the goal. <laughs> I honestly didn't really reflect on it much. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think it is fair to say that Havertz would like to do that a little better. It's not a great shot, mm-hmm. and honestly, not a really great play from Alisson. He 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 probably wants that one back as a keeper to be able to mm. smother that ball as opposed to kind of having it bobble off him and and wind up right at the feet of Saka. Yep. Huh. Yeah, no, it's you know, Havertz he he's done some good things. He's starting to warm up. He's still not like it was around this time of the season last year that Trossard came in and mm-hmm. he immediately made an impact. He was a, immediately a very strong player who scored goals for us, who did good mm-hmm. things. Havertz does do good things. He's not at the point where he's someone who I look at like that yet, I guess. Yeah. I mean, different players serving different roles. Um, but I thought he was, uh, yeah. I mean, again, Havertz does that thing where, as we talked about, he gets in dangerous positions consistently. Mm-hmm. He did a lot. You know, he was essentially playing as the as the central man in the in the front line uh, with Jesus being out. And I thought he, it, you know, I, I do think it's fair to say he he had a few awkward moments and some shots. You're like, oh, he'd want to do that again. But I, overall, I thought he had a good game, sort of in in the way he roamed around and the the, the kind of pressure he was able to put on put. Um, was it was it the pressure he was able to put Liverpool under and, and their back line. And I think like we've talked about, like we talked about the previous times playing Liverpool, how good their center backs are, Cunyate and, and Van Dijk. And, you know, Havertz, I think, put some stress on them, which it didn't allow them, for example, you know, Alexander Arnold to support or to support Alexander Arnold against Martinelli. Martinelli was a terror down the wing. Same with Van Dijk and, and, and uh, you know, helping out with Saka on the other side. I mean, we got more space on the wings. Uh, which is, you know, of course, what we want. Part of that's the openings in the field, but also just, I think some of his movement in there kept the center backs, uh, inv- you know, center backs occupied, runs by Martin Odegaard and others that, you know, but yeah, in the moment, of course, he, he misses the goal, but then Saka immediately scores, so you kind of can walk past it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, it didn't bother me. I mean, ultimately, too, I mean... <laughs> To be frank, I, I'm used to seeing our shots get blocked too. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. not not a rare occurrence for us this season. Um, so yeah, I mean the fact that we recovered from it so quickly and we're still able to convert it that 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 overshadowed it to a great degree. Yeah. So <laughs> and and 
And truthfully, that's what made the end of the half so painful oh. uh, because uh, we dominated. We were the better team throughout the days. Liverpool did not have a single shot on goal. And they still didn't. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Because of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just- yeah. <laughs> Slow motion. It was just like you saw it rolling towards her. You just couldn't get there in time to stop it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so who 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 do you who do you blame for that? I guess is is the I guess is an interesting question to think about. There were a couple goals. There's one specific one um when we get to the second half where uh but but I think this one too where it's kind of the keeper off the line going after a ball that the defenders were close enough that they should have been able to take care of it. And by coming off a line and getting far enough forward, we're kind of caught out and not able to defend it when it got behind them. You know, um, that's definitely what happened to me, like for our second goal on Liverpool, mm-hmm. where their keeper just should not have been where he was. He was just way too far away. And it gave us the opportunity that we converted. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think more than anyone, I would probably say Saliba. If someone's really at fault for that, I think partly because part part of what causes the problems is is you know Ryan and Saliba are trying to communicate and, or not right. communicate, obviously about you know who gets the ball and all that. But part of it also is if, if you look, the, the deflection comes off Gabrielle because I think and I think it was I think it was Luis Diaz basically is able to get around around Saliba. Saliba is trying to you know do the the mm. box out thing, hold him off, but he gets around him and is able to get a poke on it. It winds up deflecting off Gabrielle and in, and if it wasn't a goal, it probably would have been a handball. Um, right, and then we a penalty, were, and then a goal. <laughs> there were there were sh- well, I say there were shouts for no VAR, give the penalty, <laughs> take away the goal, which is not well, how any of that works. Yeah, but. that was intr- that was actually one thing I did want to ask you about. So I'm assuming if the ball hadn't gone in. It may or may not have been a handball. I mean, his hand was in a pretty natural position, but of course he was defending the goal and it wasn't at his side. It was next to his side by several inches. So, you know, (laughs) I can kind of see it either way, but I think that all is moot. Like if you use your hand to push the ball into your own goal, they're not going to give you a chance to take that back and let the other team not score. No, 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 no. The goal, the goal supersedes everything. The only reason they would really review that for a potential penalty or for any other reason is if it didn't go in, the argument being you prevented a goal from being scored. Exactly. The goal, the goal goal overwhelms everything in that context. So, you know, that's, um, yeah. That's how that plays out. Yeah, um, but uh, I just—I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous at halftime mm. because we had played so well. I'm not that we're a mentally fragile team. I, I think that sort of thing gets way overblown. But we're, we are not a mentally fragile team. This is a mentally tough team. But you got to think that sort of is a—that's a, a real like you know gut punch. Well, yeah. And then to follow that up, it came out. And, and to their credit, Liverpool were better at the start of the second half. In about the first 10 to 15 minutes, they were definitely, I think they were in control and on the front foot. And then, um, and then as you know, Saliba is one of the best central defenders in the league. David Raya is a young and up-and-coming keeper. Virgil van Dijk and Alisson Becker, the the central defender and keeper, arguably two of the very best in the world at what they do and have been for a number of years. What the heck was that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it was kind of similar to the ricochet that was their goal, but it played out slower. It wasn't like the fast motion of the ricochet and then the slow rolling ball. But um, yeah, no, it was just, yeah, it's funny. I think I realized, like, as you were talking about the their goal, the commentators were talking about Saliba also. And I think it's just in my mind, I always think, like, as a keeper, what could you, what should you have done differently? And that's that's the perspective I'm coming at from. And that, that was just where here again, it's like he he shouldn't have been there. Like, he should have let the defender handle the ball 
mm-hmm. near where the defender is while you take a few steps back and be ready for the contingency. What if he doesn't stop it so you can get yourself into position for the strike that gets past the defender? That's that's the way I look at that situation, you know, with, with hindsight, what he should have done. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, back, Allison's way out on that one. Um, you know, I think again that I think this is on the two of them. I, obviously, Mart- Martinelli. I, to credit to him to get put put them under a lot of pressure to be in that position to force them to make a play and then to be available to pounce on the loose ball. And it, it's interesting you watch the replay. As soon as he hits it, he turns and he spreads his arm and starts running because he knows it's in at that point. Yeah. Like, I, I, which I say that, you know, you're just terrified that some defender is going to fly in and knock it off the clear it off the line. But no, I mean, it, it is, it, it was just like, I, I stood there and I was just like, <laughs> I, I still can't, sort of can't believe that I watched that happen. <laughs> uh, it, it's just, I it just, I mean, again, we've lived through a stretch and it was exacerbated, of course, by their goal at the end of the first half where it felt like we would play so well but just couldn't quite finish Hmm. and then you make one mistake in the back and then they have a goal. The other team has a goal and it's (laughs) so frustrating to go through it. Again, same thing this one. And then suddenly, finally, they made the mistake and it was arguably two of the best at what they do in the league, in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I can't. Again, we deserve, I'm not going to overthink this. We deserve the goal. We deserve the result. But just that that were the circumstances that gave us the lead. It was just like, what? what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that definitely buoyed our spirits, and uh, we kind of charged forward and took command of the rest of the match from that point. Yeah, at that point we were in control. Um, it was a nice little play. I know you you caught a note of it, um, where Kivior actually gets a decent header and on goal. Yeah, and it, it, so and, and someone pointed out I had forgotten it. There was a game earlier this season. I can't remember who it was against. I may have been Chelsea. Maybe in the early. Maybe in the City game. I don't remember. But they actually have run a similar play where it's Tomiyasu, who was actually playing at left back, makes a late run into the box and gets a free header, um, which, you know, is clearly a play they have worked on and thought, you know, and, and credit to Kivior, who came on, I thought, played very well. Uh, Zinchenko, they said, came on. I think they said he had a little bit of an injury, which is why he came off hmm. or felt felt something, I think, was the phrase that was used. Um, so he came off. Did he come uh, off at the half? Because I didn't know. Yes, he, oh, okay. yes, he yeah. So they started the second half and Kivior came on and there's some momentary confusion as I saw Kivior running on. It's like, wait a minute, who who came off? And they're showing the players huddle and they're trying to like, okay, there's Saka <laughs> right. and Head count. Saliba and like, okay, they count, they count the numbers and they and he finally it's obviously Sinchenko yeah. saying Um You know, but uh, that's a good one. And then uh and then speaking of defenders, Konyate gets his gets that gets that red, that second nail. Yeah. Um, that was where I was like, okay, okay, we we've definitely got this now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it was a it was a yellow, it was a clear yellow. I like there were a lot of yellows in this game. We had six yellows, which is a lot. Mm. Um, they had four. It's just yeah, they, they had a bunch too. The the, the cards two, two were of them flying. were against yeah, two of them were against the same guy. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I was a little annoyed with the time wasting yellows, which is like. I guess yeah. we're making this. I guess we're making this a point of emphasis again. Like it, it, it just, it just feels. I, I, I like the idea in concept. It just feels so arbitrarily applied. Well, and I mean, come on, was Ben White really time wasting in the thirty first minute of the match? I mean, d- does the referee really think that this is an intentional strategy on his part to try and drag out the game when we're not even close to the end of the first half yet? I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I will be honest. I have seen like full length game time wasting in MLS, yeah. not in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, but, but it comes down to this point: like, what is, what exactly are they doing? Like, they talked about it this year, right? There's the point of emphasis was like, you know, making sure teams are getting the ball back in quickly. And oh, to be fair, we are not the quickest team on restarts. Um, but also, like, why that as opposed to? Heck, even in the game, even we did the same, you know, worse things during the course of that game. And it just, mm. it just feels <laughs> that rule feels just so arbitrarily applied. I, 
what what are we, what are, what is what are we going to do? What are we doing with that? What are yeah. you doing? Um, well, so on the topic of yellow cards, so the the commentators made some mention of when the second yellow was given mm-hmm. that you know that some fans might be upset because you know it was a yellow, but was it worth it being the second yellow? And to me, if it's a yellow like that, like an actual thing that you observe that he did objectively, they shouldn't have done. There's no question. You give the yellow, and if it happens to be a red, well, he should have been more careful. That's what the first yellow was yeah. for, right? Right. Where I get annoyed is like when we get like a stupid time wasting yellow that mm-hmm. there's almost no way to defend against because you don't know when it's going to be called. That's the kind of yellow that like the ref really should be making sure it's absolutely warranted where somebody is clearly time wasting to anybody watching right i mean, then yeah, I mean the second yeah. yellow for that <laughs> yeah i mean the argument but the argument you're making I, I don't think we're actually making different arguments i mean look a yellow is a yellow right um, and that's something like that's the frustration about ben white's yellow is he now has to spend you know at, at this point it was you know in the 30 what 30 30 or something he's just spent an hour basically playing on a yellow i mean in the case of Konyate, those are two i mean we've seen it the other way i mean that was Tomiyasu earlier in the season. He picked up, uh, was that the right. second game? Right. His first yellow was time-wasting. Again, really, frankly, a, a ridiculous time-wasting one. Mm-hmm. And then his second yellow was like a, a... Even to call it a pullback or a tug is a little generous. It was a soft yellow period. Mm-hmm. In a sense, like, I, I, I get... In a sense, like, that, that argument of a second yellow doesn't... To me, doesn't hold a lot. Like, you know, you can complain about it all you want, but you have a yellow you know, if you're going to, I, I, I'd be very curious to see if they were to ever give a second time wasting yellow. Like, I okay. don't think you would ever actually <laughs> see that. I know it's technically in the rules, right. but I would be shocked <laughs> if you ever actually saw a referee, unless we're talking like, okay, it's been like 45 seconds, throw the ball. Like I would be shocked if you actually saw a referee give a second yellow for a time wasting offense. Now, if you get one earlier, we can complain about it, and we are complaining right. about it. But at that point, you do have to accept that you are on a yellow now, and that has to that will impact yeah. how you play the rest of the game. Now, in the case of Konyate, it was it was two fouls. He, I have I have zero problem with that red. Um, yep. Beyond the obvious, well, it's Liverpool, so I mean, obviously, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like th- those were fouls, and they were yellow card worthy. I mean, that's just. You know, and they don't necessarily have to be bad fouls. It's circumstantial in the field. You pull back a guy who's on a break. I think it was one of their yellows. It might have been Konyate's first one. There's one of the yellows I just looked and it was just like, why would you even do that? Like we were break, like, but it was like you weren't even the last defender. You had two of your mates right there with you, and it was like Havertz. Who's yeah, I think that was he pulled back Havertz at the middle of the field. Like that was the first yellow. And it's just kind of like, why would you even do that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even. You have two defenders back. Like that's a dumb penalty. That's a dumb foul to take. And you know, in case you probably deserve the yellow for just being stupid. Um, <laughs> I'm actually angry about it, but it's just kind of like, yeah. So it's a, yeah. Again, that's part. But that's always been part of the the weirdness of of the sport is that you have those fouls that have such salience. They you add the card into it. You know, and they give yellow. Yeah. They give yellows. We talk less persistent infringement. It's the foul you give isn't a yellow. It, the foul itself wasn't that bad, but you see the referee come over, right? Like Stark. I know you did this three times. I right. warned you, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as a parent, I'm familiar with these concepts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um. <laughs> it's actually funny um, when they were giving out the time wasting yellow cards. I I was joking with my dad. We were watching the Liverpool match together, and I said, "Yeah, I need to start giving Reed yellows for time wasting because he does time waste a lot." And uh, but he actually did. As he was in the other room, he wasn't watching the match with me. But he took out some white paper and actually cut out two little like card shaped pieces of paper and saturated them with like yellow and with red marker made his own yellow and red cards. <laughs> it's only a problem when he starts giving them out to you and just like, well, no, that's the funny thing. He's such a sweet kid. He gave them to me to be oh, able to show to him. Well, that's because he doesn't want to be the referee is what that yeah, right. He understands. <laughs> doesn't want you're, the you're, he's, Well, I mean, I just imagine that you come in, you serve him dinner. He just looks and goes yellow. <laughs> yeah. 
I warned, well, he, told, I warned. he told me he wants me to carry him around every place. And I was like, no, I don't have the pocket. And he's like, put them in your wallet. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I, I told him, I will bring them to our practices <laughs> if for no other reason. So I can show the kids what a yellow and a red sort of look like. And what well, they they're, they're really quite simple. One of their cards and one of them's red and the other one's yellow. <laughs> you know, listen, listen, this is a sport with complicated rules like offsides. I think the red and yellow one is actually pretty straightforward. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, so anyways, so, yeah. so after we got some of those yellow cards out of the ref system, uh, in stoppage time, we, uh, we had some nice skill on display from Trossard. That was uh, quite yeah. something. Tr- Trossard uh, turns away from two defenders. Excellent move. Makes his run. And then a deflection off Van Dyke's foot basically goes right between the legs of almost. A, it almost looked like a carbon copy of the Turner goal we were just talking about earlier. Yeah. Goes yeah. right between Alisson's legs. It's yeah, exactly. 3-1. The party is on. Um <laughs> Just, just uh, that's that's the exclamation mark on the performance. And by the way, we should add. I mean, Trossard, of course, with the goal, and one of the players getting a lot of plaudits for his performance yesterday was Jorginho, who yeah. was, to be fair, quite excellent yesterday, very well. Those were our two big additions this time last year in January. Right combined, they cost less than Michaelo Mudrik, who's at Chelsea. And part of whatever the heck it is they're doing, they lost to four two to Wolves. By the way, oh boy, they're they are. I, we were watching and and someone they you know they kept the post game on, so you saw some of the other Premier League stuff, you know, highlights and other things, and they showed some some of the post game interview with uh, Pochettino, the Chelsea manager, and there is a man who looks, boy, I've seen that look before. Uh, he just looks completely lost. <laughs> Oh, no. So it was like I just I, I you almost have to see it just the look on his face just to realize he has no idea what to do. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, my, my point with starting that is is you know with transfers you never know. It's easy to feel a little a, a little short change because Arsenal did not bring anyone in in January. We sold a, se- a handful of youth player, uh, one or two youth players, loaned out a couple more, uh, but all the action was taking place among guys who have who haven't we haven't seen on the first team at all this season. Um, mm-hmm. There are rumors of a Cedric deal, Cedric Suarez deal to Turkey, but uh, you know, someone said, "I will believe that when I see him in Istanbul." <laughs> like I, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually believe it. <laughs> we'll see how that one plays because I think the Turkish window is open. I think through this week they actually have okay. an extra week to their their uh, winter transfer window. But yeah. uh, you know, I, it, there really weren't a lot. There wasn't a lot of player movement at all in the Premier League, and a lot of that is financial reasons. Uh, a lot of that's player availability. Um, you know, uh, uh, this is the team we've got, and I think it's, um, you know, we're now, I mean, we're, we're now, what is it, two points behind Liverpool? Yeah. Uh, we're technically, because they beat Brentford today, City is now level with us with a game in hand, which isn't great. And, Ooh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, City still has to go to Anfield, and they have to play us at home. Uh, so they still have a few key games left. I think... I don't remember if they're they're out of the Carabao Cup. I don't. I think they're still in the FA Cup. I actually forgot to look that up. Um, okay. And of course, they're still in the Champions League as we are. Right. Um, it's going to be a really interesting one. I think that a lot of commentary started. There's commentary starting to trend to just crown City because you know they're we know they're just going to go. Then they're not going to they're going to win their next 16 games. It's going to be over. <laughs> but uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think you can say that quite yet. I think Arsenal still has plenty left in the tank. I think Liverpool still got plenty left in the tank. Um, and City has had some notable stumbles this season. Yeah. I mean, we could say that about them last year, too. And, of course, they sort of yeah. righted the ship. And they're getting, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is back from injury. But I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel – they don't feel quite as inevitable to me. I'm going to eat these words, of course. They don't feel quite as inevitable to me as they did – like this time a year ago, we were sort of talking, like waiting for them to lock into place and 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 make that make the move that they did. But um, well, this time last year, I didn't really know who they were. We hadn't played well, right, them yet, yeah. and I, I didn't to, know the threat that they posed, so I wasn't aware of their stumbles. That they yeah, had already. <laughs> yeah. Why those are so significant? Yeah, I, right. I, yeah. I mean, I think um, 
I think we have a, a, an interesting race. I, I think we'll know a lot more. We have, hold on, I was just looking at it before, our schedule. We're, we're talking about like breaking the season up into chunks. We talked about, you know, between the international break. We have, I believe, let me count right, we have eight games remaining between now and the next international break, which is in late March. So we're looking at, I'll just read these off, at West Ham, home to Burnley, at Porto in the Champions League, at Newcastle, at Sheffield, home to Brentford, Porto at home in the Champions League, Chelsea at home. There are some tricky ones in there, at Newcastle. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to at Newcastle. Didn't we we play at Newcastle? Did I write that wrong? Maybe I wrote that wrong. Um, But anyway, yeah, Newcastle's tricky. I mean, Chelsea, uh, you know, I mean, we've, we've... we can do better with that. You know, we have a lot of those. But also we have Sheffield, who's pretty much already done uh, Champions League games. Burnley is not very good. Um, you know, there's there are some interesting opportunities here to pick up and drop points. And then, of course, we have, you know, then we get the international break. But, and we come back from the international break and we play at Manchester City. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be an interesting stretch run. We'll see how that plays out. But we have an interesting... We have an interesting stretch coming up, but I have to say, we wouldn't have been out of the title race if we lost us to Liverpool. But we'd have been we'd have been eight behind with no games left to play. We were probably out of the race at that point. Right. So to, to win a big win for us to still be in it, and right. um, you know, hopefully that carries us on in uh, at least through February and into March. And we'll yeah. see where we are. We'll see where we are in a couple in about uh, in about uh, four or five weeks. Yeah, so a couple uh small kind of meta topics on the match. So so first of all, um you know, I was watching on Peacock at home live. Um but I my my dad when we were watching had pointed out what was this game mode stream that they had and I was like, Oh, I, I don't know, but I've got everything set up, we're in sync, I'm not touching anything. <laughs> I don't <laughs> wanna know until the match is over. <laughs> and when the match was over and I was in a good mood, I was just kind of like searching around, trying to figure out what it was. And apparently this is the third time that Peacock has Peacock has presented <laughs> that's an interesting one, has presented a game mode match. This is with special camera equipment only installed at the Emirates. So all Mm. three deployments of us have been Arsenal matches. The first was versus Liverpool for the ladies. The second one was when Man City played us earlier of a season. And then um, this match against Liverpool. And apparently the reason it's called game mode is it's meant to simulate playing like FIFA, right? Where instead of having Mm. one camera more or less at the midfield mark that pans side to side so you're seeing the players from an angle a lot of a time instead they have the camera installed up at the gantry level like higher mm-hmm. up and it actually tracks back okay. and forth with the action and i after it was over late last night i was messing around the vision pro we'll talk about this later but um i watched some of the key moments in the game on game mode i don't know that i really care about that difference i think it probably matters more to people who do spend their lives playing fifa like where <laughs> that really would help them appreciate more of what's going on maybe work on their fifa strategy i don't know mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, like that. So it's interesting. It's definitely a different perspective. I don't know that it matters to me. I don't know, given the choice, I might try it just because it's new and I want to see what it's like. But based on what I've seen so far, it's not something that I would say I prefer. I don't know that I care. Like I think where I might want some kind of difference would be if there were some kind of POV thing that ties into a head mounted display. Now that that would interest me. Yeah. Um, but maybe for you, because I guess part of it is being able to see more of the players at once throughout yeah. the match, which you said you wanted. It's not quite a fixed camera like above the, yeah. the pitch view, but it's closer to that. Yeah, I mean, I've sort of said my idea would probably be more of a fixed camera because yep. I always find with, say, once they start moving the camera, then you start to lose the shape, the movement of the formation. You know, you're, right. you're move, you, you, you lose the relative movement of players to one another. And that right, means, it's, and it's less than that. Kind of, yeah. you're, with the game mode, you're seeing more than like a third of the pitch. Yeah. And like more or less perpendicular sections of it. So it, it is easier to track the movement. Like I'm not at a point where that matters to me as much yet where I'm not like, I'm not following that yet, but yeah, yeah maybe man, it's something worth checking out. So um one question that I had is I noticed Alison was wearing a long sleeve keeper shirt, which 
is interesting to me. I mean, so I know as youth players, they always give the keeper a long sleeve shirt to put on over his jersey. And when I've been on the Arsenal store searching for keeper jerseys, the adults are always short sleeve and the youth seem like they're always long sleeve. Um, but as far as I can recall, I've only seen short sleeve jerseys on keepers. I imagine that the long sleeve thing has to do with just protecting your arms against, you know, when you hit the ground, like not getting scuffed up, I guess, like if you, get hurt or whatever but do you know what factors are playing into him being the only one i can recall wearing that so as i recall and this is all based on memories i recall keepers used to always wear long sleeve that was part yeah. of how you determined they were the keeper obviously it was a different color too but like yeah. they were oh they were always in long sleeves and there's all this there's like history of so many clubs where like especially in the winter months with the team where long sleeves or short sleeves and it was apparently it was always the call of the captain you know what are we going to wear today mm-hmm. um but apparently that has sort of shifted now to individual choice. Um, and apparently they're even shifting away from, I think it looks like they were shifting away from some long sleeve shirts and just the players are wearing a short sleeve, but you'll see like the compression right. sleeve, you know, the compression shirts yep. uh, with the long sleeves themselves under it. So that, I, I think I, there's probably a lot of things that are playing into that. Um, I feel like, I, you know, I, I hadn't really thought much about it, but it feels, I, I always sort of by instinct, I sort of expect keepers to wear long sleeve shirts because that just used to be the thing that they did. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, I didn't even really notice that. Huh. <laughs> All right. So uh, who are you thinking for a uh, player of the couple weeks, like week plus? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, really just the last week because I don't really have the game yeah. and, since we last recorded. Um. <sighs> Boy, I don't know. I, I think he can. Yeah, I mean, I, part of it is I'm a little delayed. I'm gonna have to vamp a little bit because I not having really seen much of the Forest game. Sure. Um, and even if you want to pay Jesus, who apparently played very well, I mean, obviously he didn't even play in the Liverpool one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to say. Um. I mean, I think the Liverpool game just weighs so is going to weigh so heavily in my mind, partly because I saw it all, but just because of the stakes of the game oh, right. itself. Right. Yeah. yeah. I. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say. I mean, there's a lot of guys we could pick. I'm gonna say Martinelli. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was a terror up and down the field. I think you know his pressure is part of what causes the miscommunication between Alisson and, and Van Dijk yeah. in the goal, and then he finishes it excellently. Um, you know, it was all over the place earlier in the game. You know, certainly I think one of the commentators made this point. He may not have deserved that goal, but he deserved a goal. Like he played well yeah. enough to get there. So I'm going to say Martinelli um, with a heavy emphasis on the Liverpool game. I, I, sort of representative of the overall dominance we had. Declan Rice was great as usual. Uh, I know Jorginho is getting a lot of plaudits for the game, as he should, um, but I'm going to say Martinelli. It is interesting. Rice seems to be the new uh, left-side corner kicker. <laughs> yeah, so that's, which he's done well at, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, it's an interesting change. Um, yeah, so I would say I haven't recognized Saka in a while, as I recall, and his his finishes have, have been where and when they needed to be these couple games, and that's what we need the most right now, and I want to <laughs> recognize him for his contributions there so i'm about to say the only player to score in both games so yeah yeah so yeah and i you know it's it's easy to forget about Saka. he's there like practically every single match and yeah. is just solid reliable and i don't think he, we always remember to credit him as much as we should so right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah it's, it's he, he is a special one that is for sure <laughs> all right so we already Touched on it in brief, but uh, what's coming up for next week? All right. Um, as we head on to the next one, we head on to the next one on Sunday. We are away to West Ham, so they beat us uh, shortly after Christmas. Be good to good to get that one back. <laughs> That'll be on USA, as I as I've seen. Yes. So not streaming live same day on Peacock. So so yeah, that's good to know. All right. Well, thanks for joining us at Gooner U. If you're watching on YouTube, you can also listen to our show on Apple, Spotify, and some other places. If you're only listening, try watching us on YouTube next time. Wherever you watch or listen, please like, subscribe, rate, review the show, or tell a friend about it. Tell a pet about it. Tell, tell somebody. Help spread the show. Uh, don't forget, you can stick around after the episode to hear our post show where we talk about a wide variety of topics. Find us on Twitter with a link in the description to get updates and ask questions. And thanks again to our sponsor, Liquid IV. You can find them with our special link in the description. Again, my name is Dove. You can find me on Twitter at Dove Frankel. With me, as always, is Keith. And you can find him in a pub watching Arsenal matches. Come on, you gunners. (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, the, the Vision Pro um, launch day was this past Friday. Yeah, Mine was delayed coming over from China. I guess the flight got delayed or something, and I ended up receiving it Saturday instead. But so I had like, I've had two nights and then a lot of today where I've been using it. And um, it's it's interesting. It's uh, at the very least as an entertainment device, as a device where you watch things. It's uh, really, really good. I mean, so I watched the entire Arsenal match yesterday on it. Um, Peacock is not yet a Vision Pro app, but any app developer that allows it, you can run their iPad app on the Vision Pro. Um, the most noticeable downside to doing that is that you get letterboxing because you see it in the aspect ratio of yeah. the iPad. So right. um, 16 by 9 gets letterboxed, and you see black bars on top and bottom. So, But aside from that, I mean, I was basically watching Arsenal play in a, like, if I had to guess... I don't know, 10 foot, 11 foot screen filling my field of view, Hmm. which made me really annoyed at the lack of resolution more than I ever have been before. But just the feed like is at most 1080p and it is nowhere near 4K. Um, I really miss that because if the resolution were there in the broadcast, I mean, I could have read player names from the wide angle. (laughs) like it was the players were that big in my field of view that was really cool um like as far as doing the show and like taking notes while i'm watching instead of having a handheld phone in my pocket i will be able to have pages which is the app that we use for for our show notes i would be able to have that just like open next to the screen or even like overlapping the screen a little bit and just be able to look over type a note with a keyboard in my lap and I didn't do it this time because the keyboard I'd tried using didn't, didn't work with it. It's too old a keyboard. I need, I have a new one that's coming, but um, so yeah, so that was, that was really cool. Um, if, if we had been set up for it, I mean, I could have even in my field of view, if my dad had set up his phone, like with the camera pointing at him, I could have actually seen his face alongside the screen also, <laughs> Where, like, I could be seeing his reaction live. Like, when you're watching on the TV, there's no way to do that, even though later versions of TVOS actually do support um, uh, FaceTime. I don't think there's any way to do picture in picture while you're just, like, watching something. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. Hmm. The, the video game experience was really something like, have you played fruit ninja before? Are you familiar with that? No, 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 that one. My sister said the same thing. I don't know. I don't know how you guys have not played fruit ninja, but I, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it was like one of the first games for the iPhone, like, you know, 10. Well, I, I recall, I don't have an iPhone. So you don't, you don't, but I'm yeah. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's cross platform. I think it I, 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 possibly, I don't, I don't play a lot of games. So yeah. like that's uh, part of that. Okay. Part I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean it's, it's a game that like tosses fruit up on your screen and you drag with your finger and you slice through the middle of them and you get combos by however many you get with a single swipe and you avoid okay. bombs that come up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but F- Super Fruit Ninja for Vision Pro actually makes your room into like a Fruit Ninja dojo, so you can see at in front of you, they have these like cannons arranged, Mm -hmm. like coming out of the floor. So you see the fruit come up in front of you. You have to slice it with your hand, like through the middle of the fruit. And as you're doing this in your room, fruit juice is like splattering on your furniture in the room, like contoured Mm -hmm. to match the furniture. (laughs) And then it like shows you your score and like a little board that's like next to your screen with like, and everything's in 3d and like to, to operate the menus you like hit the little like they're like boards on like uh an axle so you hit it and it like spins but it's so cool what i can't wait for the thing that's probably most relevant to this show is one of the demos that they have on it is a rehearsal session with alicia keys so she's Mm -hmm. uh an american uh r&b soul i I know who i know who alicia keys is (laughs) for you for for our listeners yeah yeah. (laughs) I, I am aware of who she is. <laughs> Good. Okay. I, I thought so, but yeah. So for our listeners, you know, if you haven't heard of her, especially some of our older listeners may not have heard of her before. Um, so yeah, it was basically you're in the recording studio with her and it's not like you're a fly in the wall. It's like you're standing in the middle of the studio 
And like you could reach out and touch the her and the musicians who are there. Like they, it feels like you are right there with them, hearing sound in spatial audio. So depending on where you turn your head, you're going to hear more of the guitar player or more of the backup singer or the other people in the room. This is clearly what Apple is going to try and do with their sports push. Like they showed because this was like you're in a 360 degree view at various times. It would cut between, um, where, where you were situated. You could see the camera setup that they're using where they had to have these towers, like little like black, um, like binocular, like lenses on there for the cameras. Um, I can imagine one of those set up at various points along like a soccer stadium where you're just going to be able to look around at the action at whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be more tenable for basketball. I'm pretty sure that basketball was like one of the demos that they did at first where a basketball court is smaller than a soccer pitch. If you yes. put a single camera at like half court, mm-hmm. it's going to be easier to follow the action from a single point of view. It might be trickier for them to switch you between if they had like cameras at the quarter marks of the pitch, like at the 25, 50, 75 yard marks that, that might be a little bit trickier. It might be a little bit disorienting mm-hmm. when they switch you from one to the other, but they'd almost have to. So maybe that's less obvious. And even though they have the MLS contract, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. that's, that's still like down the line for that once they, until they figure out how to do it. But yeah, it was so cool. Mm. Nice. So, so yeah, um, I'm excited about that. Excited to try it on the train, getting some work done, bringing my laptop screen like up into view and big and yeah. easy to use. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, something fun. I'm getting my bearings on. So. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully Peacock has a, a Vision Pro native app soon. that will make that a little bit better. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. Nice. Nice. But uh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was going to laugh at you before. You'll see it. So it was interesting when you stepped off to the side to put that on. I could see your. I, I didn't. It didn't follow you. I just saw your arm. But instead, it just started to zoom in on your guitar and the chair behind you. It just kinda, <laughs> well, you can't see me. So what could I possibly yeah. try to show you with the camera? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the world's <Yeah>. dumbest <laughs> cameraman. <laughs> that is. This is happening. I don't know why, but this is happening. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we <laughs> that that opening that was our third try that we ended yeah. up going with. I did it once and I didn't unmute my camera because I wanted it to be a reveal for you. So I didn't unmute the camera the first time, and then the second time I forgot to hit record, and I couldn't hear you saying "You're not recording, you're not recording, yeah. you're not recording" because I had to take my headphones off. And well, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think it looked like there was a, yeah, there was a stretch there. One of them where you you like, well, no, no, that was while you were during the intro. You actually cut out at one point came back on part way through and then yeah. lost it again later so yeah and you know, all the usual technical <laughs> technical nothing unusual in the technical difficulties realm in that regard so yeah right <laughs> yeah all right so i guess uh i'll do it anything else you wanted to talk about no oh we no, want to look I... at show titles that i got so far yeah yeah, 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 yeah. are we included this gets included as part of it oh um, yeah sure uh, let me see. Um, I like the first two. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the first two. Okay. Yeah, none of the others are really, really <laughs> like doing yellow it for, for me. being stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's too negative about the other team. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember. It was sort of like exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, in the context, like it makes sense. But I, yeah, I don't know. The other two sort of just do those first two just kind of do it for me. I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. No. It's um, as I listen back, those are toward the beginning. I'll, I'll uh, make sure that the wording is a direct quote from those mm-hmm. sections, and uh, and I'll I'll pick one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, sounds good. So I'm not going to be posting a bootleg this time because uh, we're not doing that anymore. So just, just the raw, <laughs> just the raw cuts. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Have a good one. Talk to you later. All right. Yep. See ya. Bye.